Well, welcome back, everybody, to uh, Calvary Baptist Church's um, sermons that are obviously online right now. Uh, I'm Patrick Murphy, I'm the pastor uh, here at Calvary Baptist Church, and I'm just uh, thankful to to be with you all today. Um, we are going to jump right into it. We are still um, passing through the Book of Psalms, and we're going, our our stopping point today, our our pit stop, so to speak, is going to be in the 19th psalm so if you want to go ahead and turn there you can and um while you're doing that i want to ask if um if anyone here has ever participated um in in, in what they call an escape room um there, there's one in Valdosta uh that sally and i and some family have been to and uh we, we've taken the youth group whenever i was a youth pastor at uh burnham christian church uh, we we uh, went um uh, went there in, in charleston south carolina and also in mobile Alabama and and an escape room is is uh is really fun. Uh, basically, the concept is um, they they give uh, you're in this room and uh, a lot of times it's actually a couple rooms within a room, uh, a couple doors that you have to get out. You have to find keys, um, using clues in the room um, to to uh, to get out to escape. Um, and uh, so it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, Sally has always liked um, things like this, and so. Uh, we went uh, the first time. It was in South Carolina with a youth group, and um, it was really, really fun. Uh, yeah, two, we split our our youth group into two groups, and, and the one the group I was in, I mean, every time we got a clue that um, that was right, that unlocked the door or something, or unlocked the key to to a chest or to something, it, we were always so excited. I mean, everybody was just like jumping up and down, like you know, and um, and, and one of the funnier things uh, that we found was we found the, uh, one of the clues in a toilet. There was a toilet in there, um, and, and we thought it was just a prop for a while. And then finally, one of, I think, um, uh, Kyler Lambert, who was in my youth group, or maybe it was Austin Griffin, uh, I can't remember, but one of them, uh, it may have been somebody else, but they, they, they uh, just happened to look in there, um, and, and um, there, was, there was a key underneath some, some fake uh, stuff, I'll put it that way. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was really funny. We were so excited whenever we got out. Um, and then, you know, the, the next year we went to Mobile, Alabama and did it, and it was really cool because my group was finished, got out early, and then we got to, they, they let us uh, look at the video camera for the other group, and whenever they got out uh, to, like, like both groups were, we just, we met in the hallway and it was like, we won a championship. It was really fun. Um, and, and, you know, it was, I know it was kind of a long introduction, but, um, there's just something intriguing and, and entertaining about mysteries. Um, you know, my, my guess is that, that many people listening uh, or watching, uh, uh, me today, um, you know, you, you like mysteries. Um, there's lots of money's been made by writers. You think of people like Agatha Christie and, you know, and movie directors, and you know, this is a the mystery genre is is pretty um is 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 pretty popular and, and has made a lot of money over the years. Um, you know, and and some people, you know, like Sally. Sally's more the type like I just you know she likes to try to you know look at every clue and and try to figure out you know who who did this, maybe who's the bad person or whatever. You know, she she's really into that. I, I a lot of times I just like to be entertained by it. Um, you know, but I, I found myself lately, you know, enjoying trying to figure things out. But uh, the thing is um, that God is not a mystery. And yet many people think he is. Uh, they ask questions like, um, you know, is there a God? Uh, you know, it's, you know, 
and maybe they question God even now during during this uh, coronavirus uh, thing, you know, going on, and uh, or they'll ask questions like, could I, could a God really love me, or uh, could a loving God uh, allow this in the world, or maybe other things? But you know, the point is like they, it's almost like this, um, it's like people think God's a mystery, but He's not. Um, you know, but, but we we do you know probably need to admit that sometimes that His ways are mysterious to us. I mean. Um, some of the things that happen in this world, you know, that it does make us question. And, um, you know, but um, you know, the Bible does also say that his thoughts are higher than all our thoughts, that his ways are higher than our, way, our ways. And, you know, God is, is not a mystery. Um, he really is not. He, he has revealed himself in obvious ways. Um, like, uh, you know, and I think about uh, as far as things being obvious, going back to the the escape room, I think about like, you know, how like sometimes um, there's a clue like right under your nose and you just missed it the whole time. Um, but according to the 19th Psalm, God has revealed himself uh, through creation and through his commandments. Um, but it goes even a little bit farther than that. So um, not not only has God uh, revealed himself, but uh, I believe he wants each and every one of us to know him personally. And that's, that's where we're headed today. Um, he has made himself known, um, and it's a mystery that even somebody like me uh, can decipher. So the progression that I think we'll see in the 19th Psalm uh, is as follows. I think you'll, what we'll see today is that uh, we can know about God. Uh, we can know God, all right? and um, the word about being like all capital letters, and then uh, know being all capital letters. And then uh, lastly, we can know God personally. In all caps. Um, and so if you'll read with me, I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. I'm going to read the first six verses of chapter 19, and it reads like this. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to the whole earth, and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming from his home. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. May God bless the reading of his word. And I pray that God will use it, use this today to, um, to, to uh, draw you closer to him. So from the very, uh, very get-go here, we see that um, this, know, this idea of knowing God isn't difficult for non-humans. Um, in verse 2, it says they pour out speech, um, the heavens, uh, the expanse. Um, they pour out speech. That word pour literally means to gush or to bubble up. Um, and it's, it's most often used for like to describe like what happens with springs or, or fountains of water. Um, and so the idea is that um, it, it, it goes on and on like there's not an end. Um, that, that speech never ceases, you know. Uh, this pouring out speech of of a creator, um, and it, it it also says it goes day and day uh, and night after night, uh, day after day, night after night. And so, uh, from this part of the psalm, I, I think we can see again. Uh, if you are taking notes, number one is that we can know about God, about God. Uh, the name of of God using um, the names of God. Okay, use in this psalm, you're, you'll see it will change. Um, the one that's used in this section, in verses 1 through 6, is Elohim. And, and this is 
not really uh, a personal name for God. It's more of a word for like creator, especially in this context. Um, and, and this section describes what what scholars, excuse me, what scholars would call natural revelation. Um, God has revealed Himself in this way, um, and, and He He kind of makes me think of Romans one verse twenty, where it says, "For His in invisible attributes, that is His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what He has made. As a result, people are without excuse." I mean, you know, uh, think about it. Um, I, I think about looking at the ocean, you know, uh, from the beach or. Uh, at a really serene lake, I, I can recall going on a on a um, mission trip to Roatan, Honduras, and and uh, it still fascinates me to this day uh, because it was a reef right outside, right outside, uh, uh, you know, out off the coast there, and uh, there was a dock out there, and I would I would sit out and do my quiet time, and it, it it was the ocean, but it was like it was it was peaceful as a lake. It was unbelievable. Um, you know, or I think about, you know, uh, driving through the mountains or even being in the mountains, how beautiful that is, or just looking up at a starry night. Um, and, and I just wonder, I me, mean, how can someone think that there is no God, you know, based off, off these wonderful things? And um, when, as far as going back to that skate room idea, uh, I think, you know, how there are clues everywhere, you know, but you, you don't really know which one is, is really a clue and which one is what they would call like a uh, distractor. Um, something that looks like a clue, but it's not really a clue. Um, but we do know when we're in that escape room that there is a solution, you know, or, or we want our money back. You know, um, there is a key, a final key to the room. Um, and see, there is a God and, and creation has testified. Specifically in this chapter, we see um, heavens, sky, and sun all testifying to the fact that there is a God that we can know about him. Um, David uh, does seem to focus a little bit on the sun uh, there, which is which is interesting, and um, you know, of course, there are people who have, who have worshipped the sun, um, the S U N. Okay, we we want we obviously want uh, to worship the S O N, uh, but um, you know that that doesn't surprise um, su surprises. Uh, you think about the number of special interest groups and defending animals, and you know, and I'm not saying they're not um, important because uh, they are, but um, you know, uh, we we. We, it seems like we see more and more that um, people have um, worshipped and served the created rather than the creator. And Romans one twenty five tells us about that. It tells us that they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served what has been created instead of the creator who is praised um, forever. Um, but and So again, the first part there, it, the progression of Psalm 19, it starts with we can know about God. Uh, and then that brings us to number two, which is we can know God. Um, Psalm 19, and we'll go to verse 7, and we'll read down to verse 11. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the, the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them, there is an abundant reward. And so again, from this section, we're going to see that we can know God through His Word. See, the name of God that's used in this section is Jehovah, 
uh, Yahweh. It's the, the proper name of, of the God of Israel. It's, it's that personal connection uh, name for God uh, for, that the Israelites would use for him. Um, and, and this section describes what scholars would call special revelation in that God has revealed himself uh, to people specifically, um, uh, to a group of people. He has left, left clues uh, now. You know, it's like um, going back to the, the escape room. Um, you know, there are times you can actually ask for help. You can ask for hints if you kind of get stumped in and because you only have like a certain amount of time. Like I think it's like an hour to get out. And if you, um, you know, you need some help, you like say out loud, you know, hey, I want to use one of my clues or whatever. And and then this person, this announcer will come over to the intercom and they'll and, and he or she will give you a clue. Uh, and, and it's kind of like that, you know, um, and you get so excited when you get that clue because it's going to help you uh, figure things out. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like that in this section that uh, we can know, uh, know God through his word. Um and and that's his revealed word again. Uh, Jesus said this word uh, testified about him. Uh, Jesus said in John five thirty nine, you pour over the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them, and yet they testify about me. Uh, it says right there, you know that the scriptures testify about me, about me, Jesus. Um, and what does what does David say specifically about the word of God? Well, there are several um, things that that he's going to that he's going to say about. Uh, the Word of God in this section. And I'm going to go through them briefly, touch on them briefly. I'm not going to go in great detail, but uh, I hope it still blesses you. Um, the first thing that he's going to say there is that it's perfect. Um, reviving the soul. That that perfect means to revive the soul, uh, to renew, or it says it revives the soul or, or renews one's life, sorry. Um, and that, ter that term is often used in relation to sacrifices that are acceptable, acceptable to God because they are what they was called unblemished and without defect. Um, but it can also refer to the perfect work of God. Uh, so I'll give you a couple examples. Le Leviticus 1, uh, verse 3, the first part of verse 3 says, if his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he is to bring an unblemished male, uh, a perfect male. Um, and then uh, describing the work of God in Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, it says, the rock, his work is perfect. All his ways are just a faithful God without bias. He is righteous and true. And then it goes on uh, to say that that his word is trustworthy. And um, and that that's, uh, is going to be also in verse 7, which is where perfect was as well. And, um, it, and it also says, uh, is sure, uh, trustworthy, and it makes a simple wise. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, and I think we talked about this before and, um, back in, in January, but um, they, they are, there are some people that'll bet on anything, you know, um, I, I mean, just ridiculous things. And you think about the millions of dollars that are bet, uh, that, that people place bets on for the Super Bowl. Um, and, and a lot of that money is not even bets on the actual outcome of the game, but it was, it's, you know, it's things like how, um, how long the national anthem is going to, is going to take. Um, or, uh, you know, the fun, the thing I always think is ridiculous is the color Gatorade, you know? Um, and, and, but, you know, but as far as betting goes, um, you know, and I, I I'm not a betting man there, but, uh, I would, I would guess, um, that they like sure things, you know, you can count on it. And, and that's what, um, in, in this context, what that means uh, there in verse, in verse seven, 
about the testimony of the Lord is sure. Um, you can count on it. It's certain. It's a sure thing. Um, those of you who may be a little bit um, older like me, you, you remember uh, a, a famous in basketball player named Larry Bird. Um, I still think he's one of the best uh, top five all time. Um, you know, you have to really, uh, really watch him to appreciate him. But um, I read an article the other day about just um, how much of a trash talker he was. Um, he, he really talked a lot. And he, uh, you know, and, and uh, several times he, he told, it was, there was interviewed, it was an interview of these other players of his, you know, of people who played against him. And there's, there were several occasions where um, Larry Bird told them, says, um, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to catch the ball right here and I'm going to turn around and I'm going to shoot a game winning shot at, at that spot right there. And he'd do it, you know. Um, and, and the thing is, because it was almost a sure thing with, with, with Larry, he could shoot so well. Um, and, and, uh, but again, when you talk about the Word of God, it's a sure thing, uh, and, and it obviously makes us look good whenever we read it because it's a sure, a sure thing. Um, it makes uh, the simple wise. Second um, Timothy 3.15 says, And you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus, and to be able to obtain that wisdom um, uh, from the scripture. Um, and so the next thing, the next way that uh, David describes um, the word is he, he says it is right, verse 8, the precepts of the Lord are right, okay, and um, rejoicing the heart. Um, it makes the heart rejoice because um, we know it's right. There's no wrong in it. Um, you know, I've always appreciated the idea of uh, things being fair and right. I think I get that naturally because I'm a triplet. Um, but the word of God is that, is right. Um, it goes on to say that it's pure and uh, and radiant. Um, verse eight is pure, and it says it enlightens the eyes. And it makes me think of Psalm one nineteen, verse one hundred five, which uh, which by the way is about the Word of God. It's the longest um, chapter in the Bible, and it's all about the Word of God. Psalm one nineteen and Psalm one nineteen, verses one hundred five, which I know many of you are very familiar with, says, "Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light." on my path. Um, Proverbs 6, 23 says, for a command is a lamp, teaching is a light, and correct the discipline is a way to life. Um, we, we're not we're not reading, you know, filth here. You know, it, it's it's purity personified and it opens our eyes. Um, and, and, you know, I think about, um, and I'm sure uh, those of you who are also um, married can, can recall this time as well with your bride, but I mean, I, I can recall um, Sally, um, you know, um, in her the first time I saw her there at the end of the aisle at church, and, and um, uh, whenever we got married, and it, I mean, she was beautiful. You know, it was uh, it was purity personified, and um, like you know, I, of course, you know, I might have cried a little bit, but uh, I mean, it was like wow, um, uh, she was pure. Um, and, and my eyes were definitely open, like it says here, um, you know, that, that uh, the Lord, uh, the command of the Lord is pure, enlightening the, eye, enlightening the eyes. And, uh, oh, may, I, may our eyes be opened uh, for purity. Amen. So um, the, next, the next thing it says is the fear of the Lord. Uh, and so this is interesting. Verse 9, the fear of the Lord is clean or pure, enduring forever. And this description is different because it's the only one in this section um, or in this list here that is not simply a synonym or just a one, like a descriptive, descriptive word, but it involves a human response with it. 
because um, it, it demands us to make a response. The fear of the Lord is clean. Uh, Psalm 103, verses 17 and 18 says, But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is towards those who fear him and his righteousness toward the grandchildren of those who keep his com- covenant, who remember to observe his precepts. Uh, its inclusion here further demonstrates the relationship between fearing the Lord and the knowledge and understanding of his truth. Um, Proverbs 1 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. But again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Right? Um, and, and this right and to, to fear the Lord because he's an awesome, almighty, holy, righteous God. Amen. Um, the next uh, description that we'll see is uh, it says that the rules of the Lord are true um, and righteous altogether. It's true, it's reliable and righteous. Um, you know, it seems these days that, that everyone is, is, is asking, you know, or uh, what is truth? You know, what is it? Uh, um, but see, this is truth. Uh, the, the Word of God, is, it's reliable. Um, you can trust it. You know, I, I used to tell my students, man, don't, don't lie to me. Or my, or my players, don't, don't lie to me because you lie to me uh, and I'm going to have a hard time ever trusting you again. And, and we tell our girls that the same thing. But um I mean, so it's important to 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 be truthful. But um, as far as trust goes, I mean, the Word of God, you can trust it. Um, and then it goes on to say how we should respond uh, to this Word. Um, and, and it talks about how we should desire, desire it more than gold or honey. The fact that it warns us and that there's a reward in keeping the commandments uh, therein. Um, and so as we look at each of those things, in verses 10 and 11, it talks about gold and honey. Um, and during this time period, um, gold and honey were very valuable commodities. Um, but but God's words are even are even more valuable than that. Psalm one nineteen verse one hundred three. How sweet your word is to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. Psalm one nineteen verse one twenty seven says, Since I love your commands more than gold, even the purest gold. The warning and the reward are are both positive benefits of of knowing God's instruction because. They keep God's servants from uh, straying off the path of righteousness and provide them with blessings. Uh, we look at Psalm 119, again, verse 35. Help me stay on the path of your commands, for I take pleasure in it. Um, and Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, shining brighter and brighter until midday. And so um, Charles, the famous Charles Spurgeon said, when, when comparing this uh, natural and special uh, revelation, that we see in, in the uh, first 11 verses of, of the 19th Psalm, Charles Spurgeon said this, For expanse, for loftiness, for brightness, for glory, the scriptures are comparable to the heavens that declare the glory of God and to the sky that shows his handiwork. They're both amazing things. In fact, the fact that uh, the creation cries out that there is a God and then um, this this word, this, this Bible, it um, also does the same thing in, in that we can know God uh, through his word. And so, uh, we, we again, we've seen the fact that we can know about God, that we can uh, know God. And then the last section, uh, if you're taking notes, is that we can know God personally. And so read with me in the last three verses of Psalm 19, so uh, verses 12 through 14. It says, Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from a hidden fault. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. Rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. 
So notice, notice kind of the, the, the change of tone here where now David speaks about his relationship with God, um, with God. He desires for his sins to be forgiven and, and to be blameless. He, he wants his speech and his heart to be acceptable and pleasing to God's sight, in God's sight. Uh, and then he calls God his rock and redeemer. And so the names of God in this section, it's not, um, it's not Elohim, which is creator. It's not the, you know Yahweh, just simply Yahweh, which is more personal, but, uh, but from kind of the whole Israelite um, uh, group there. But it's a personal um, Jehovah. It's Jehovah Tazuri, which is my rock, and Jehovah Goeli, which is my redeemer. And so he, he it's definitely personal. Now, um, again, I want to be clear that we've already talked about how um, to know God through his word, um, his special revelation to us. But now I want to touch on this again. I want, to, I want you all to inter, in, internalize it, okay, and me as well, to apply this knowledge to our heart. Um, so, because you know, yeah, we can look out, we see the uh, the wonderful things in creation. That you know, man, there's got to be a God for sure. And then we can know that you know, based on this word, um, uh, that we can know God. But we we gotta go from our head to our heart and know Him personally. Um, I, I think of uh, what if um, you know, going back to the whole escape room um, illustration. You know, if, if I it ignored if we were in the escape room and everybody in there um when when the when the the person comes on and said and says uh, and gives us the the hint or the clues that we really need at the time uh but what how crazy it would be to uh to you know to not pay attention to that you know um and just ignore it um because it, you know if we did that then it wouldn't have helped us See, we, we obviously in that setting, and you know, we had to realize that the speaker was speaking to us, uh, giving Patrick and Austin and Kyler and everybody else in that room clues to help us get out. And so, um, and I want to I take a moment and look at, the, you know, going back to the, the names of God, Rock and Redeemer, you know. Um, and I, I love those because you think of the word rock, and, and it simply means a place of security, um, or enduring material. Uh, another word for it that, you know, when, when I did my research there would be, be simply be bolder. Uh, um, you know, and God uh, is looked at here with this word as the support and defense of his, of his people. Um, and I just kind of think like, you know, like, you know, he's got my back, you know. Um, I also think of, of like the foundations that we build our lives on in Matthew. You know, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27 tells us about uh, the wise man building his house on the rock and how the rain fell and the rivers rose and the winds blew and pounded the house and it didn't collapse. Um, but it was the people who hear the words of his and, and act on them. And then in verse 26, it says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell, the rivers rose and the winds blew and pounded that house and it collapsed and it collapsed with a great crash. When, when I look at the word redeemer, um, you know, when you look that word up, it, it means redeemed from bondage. Um, uh, another definition was to redeem by payment. Um, and, and what payment was that? Well, it was the payment. Uh, it was what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us that we talked about last week. Um, that, you know, and, and also goes, it makes me think of what J. J. Vernon McGee said about salvation, that God the Father planned it, that God the Son 
paid for it with his life and and God the Spirit protects it. And um, as we as we kind of come to the close um, uh, of this uh, of this wonderful psalm. Uh, near the very last part of it, it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And, and yes, I know I've talked about the uh, uh, rock and redeemer, but um, that last part, the meditation of my heart, and you know, um, being, you know, meditation of my heart being acceptable makes me think of Romans 12, verse 1, you know, which is which says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of uh, the mercies of a God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. And, and, and that is my hope and prayer uh, today that you will do that. And then it will go from um, just, don't, you know, you'll make that progression. Um, because we, we, those of us who do have a relationship with Christ, we, we, we've already, we've already done that. We, we, you know, we've already made that, made that progression. We, we knew that there was a God. We know that, um, that we can know God from his word. And then we, know him personally when he when we accept him as the um as the the person who paid for our sins on the cross and so uh, as i close today i have one more illustration that, that goes with this and um you may not know um all these um these these people but um I, i'm i'm going to tell you about a couple of basketball players because you know i love basketball and i'm talking about michael jordan um i'm going to talk about um dylan wendler michael jordan of course we you know we we a lot, of, a lot most everybody knows who he is one probably the best player ever live and um and, and Dylan Wendler currently plays uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers um and, and he's uh was a teammate in college of Kevin McLean who um uh, you know obviously played basketball for me uh, here and um I'm I'm still very close to today in fact I just texted him yesterday um and, and uh it just to me uh, uh, um I've always kind of shared it this way. See, um, I know about Michael Jordan. Um, you know, I, I've, I know about his, his statistics and um, his championships and um, his incredible passion for the game, his competitive spirit, but I don't really know him. You know, I just know about him. I know about him being an awesome basketball player. And, and um, you know, I know Dylan Wendler. Um, I, I actually have met Dylan. Um, he, he, yes, he, he, he might play for the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, but I've met him several times. I've, I've, I've talked to him a few times, um, you know, and, and, and met his parents. His parents are very sweet people, um, you know, and um, I, I mean, just so day I listened to a podcast that had him, uh, that was an interview of him, but I actually do know him, um, know Dylan. That's kind of cool because he's, he's, a, he's a humble guy and he, he's just a, he's a cool kid, you know, and um but again, he was Kevin McLean's roommate, and see, um, that's where it's different because I know Kevin McLean personally. Um, I taught him and coached him for four years in high school, and and spent countless hours with him. You know, I I know uh, I know he likes and doesn't like. You know, I, I know he likes art, um, and I wasn't surprised that he went into um, uh, communication design uh, when he was in college because he was always doodling on his papers. In, in class because I taught him for four years and I coached him for four years, you know, um, I, and he, you know, and he, he gave me a shirt and a hat with his logo, with his design logo, which is really cool. I still have it. Um, you know, I know he, he, uh, he likes to eat stromboli because, uh, at a, at a local, well, I know he used to like to eat it when he was in Nashville because, uh, at a little local Italian restaurant, um, because it helped remind him of, of, uh, Miss Murphy and Miss Murphy used to make Sally used to make um, stromboli for the basketball players whenever they would come to the house, 
And, um, you know, I, I know that, that he, that he um, you know, those things about him. And so, uh, again, I, I, I don't, I know about Michael Jordan. I, I know Dylan Windler, you know, a little bit, you know, and, um, but I know Kevin personally. And that's, that's that, again, that's a progression that we want to make. And, um, and so it, it, I want to go back before we close out today. It, um, it says in Psalm 19, verse 11, that by faithful ad- adherence to God's word, the believer uh, can expect a great great reward. Uh, here's the thing, and here's the problem. Um, no one no one naturally repents or obeys. Um, instead, we suppress the truth. Uh, Romans 1, 18 tells us that. So rather than heeding the warnings written uh, on, on our hearts, uh, it seems like everyone uh, rebels against the law uh, through our sins. So how is it even possible uh, to be blameless, to be innocent, to be acceptable? And again, that's only through Jesus Christ. See, he himself is the word through whom the world was created. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 tells us that. In the beginning was the word, which was Jesus, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. See, Jesus was uh, has ultimately become uh, the Redeemer, whose righteous record is the rock of a believer's life. And as the old hymnal says, do you know him today? Uh, do not turn him away. And uh, He won't turn you away because um, without him, how lost we would be. And so if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, maybe you know uh, that there is a God, maybe you know uh, a little bit about God. Maybe, maybe you went to church, and uh, maybe you even picked up the Bible and read some of it. But um, you haven't accepted the the fact that um, the the death um, of Jesus was at our place. That that Jesus died for you and for me, um, and uh, God required payment uh, for 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 the sins of all of us, and uh, that payment was uh, Jesus on the cross. Like we talked about last week, he didn't stay in that in that grave. Uh, he arose, and so now we have hope. And um, you know, I want you, if you have never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, I, I hope that you'll do that today. Um, and uh, I hope you all have a blessed day today. Love you all.